Loading Nerd Track Program. Listen when ready. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. All right. Let's just jump in. Welcome to the NeuroCheck Podcast, everybody. I am Jeff, and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, guys. All right. Um, let's get into the, the... I don't... This isn't even a fun one. Like, there's no... like. This is like yeah, a heavy I was, one. I was going to try and make some kind of lighthearted joke at the beginning of this, and I was like, it just feels... Uh, it feels wrong. Like Star Trek, kill me, please, or something like that. But it, I don't know. I feel like it's in bad taste. You in bad taste? No. He's in bad taste. Never. No. I am. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. So we are in. Uh, we're doing Eye of the Beholder, TNG, season seven, episode 18, original air date, February 26th, 1994. Uh, basically this starts with a suicide, um, a crewman kills himself and then it's the investigation into that. Um, Troy goes on a empathic trip and we learn basically like there was an argument and someone probably died when the ship was being built and then it's haunting people. So the ship is haunted. I don't, it's so yeah. I'm, I'm not, a, obviously I'm not a proponent of suicide and I don't think anyone's like a proponent of suicide Thank God. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to make light of it. That being said, but. <laughs> if you were to go, that's a pretty good way to go. That's instantaneous, that's painless. Like really you jump does. into a plasma stream. It's just you're there and then you're not there. Like there's no there's no yeah. suffering in between. Mm, and so not wrong. I would so. say luckily, at least we don't have any plasma streams now. So no one can do that. At least not ones that are easily accepted. None of them that are as poorly protected as the goddamn Enterprise. As, I know, like, right? How do you just walk through the force? Like, but at least, well, no, at least this one, you have to get someone to open it for you. Like, at least this one isn't just yeah. hit a button and walk into it. Right, but there's a, okay, so there's a big door, like a blast door, and then there's a force field that degrades <laughs> open the blast door. in 90 seconds. But I'm like, why can't they just, like, is that why you can just walk through it? Why? But it, it's a different force field you use for, like, the brig that people cannot just run through. I was yeah. like, that's weird. Clearly. Well, they do have, I mean, the, the hangar bays or whatever, where they have the shuttles and stuff have similar too. they have the, the magnetic block or whatever, the force field that it can pass through so that it can go the out. The shuttle does, but like, yeah. okay. But then why can't the, is, maybe it's like a different intensity of force field. My guess would be that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you feel a tingle when you go through it or something like, like that. Like, <laughs> or like rubbing a rubbing the balloon on your arm and make your hair stand up, kind of a thing. Static. Mm -hmm. But then, shouldn't you maybe have a stronger force field if in front of like a plasma thing that's going to kill people? I mean, I know they they do say that because the force field degrades within ninety seconds because of the plasma. Maybe that's why it can't be be maintained. I don't know. Oh, no. Because you have to allow people to reach through it so they can lick their fingers and be like, how strong is it today? And touch it on the, like a 9-volt battery. <laughs> it's like putting a 9-volt battery on your tongue. <laughs> it's so bad. 
Um, I the, you know so yeah, a couple cool things about the, this episode. The, um, so all of that actually takes place within the 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 nacelles. So that's yeah. inside. Oh, that's, yeah. Huh. So it's the first time seeing what's inside yeah, a, a like nacelle. Just kind of cool. Interesting. The yeah, they say it very room. briefly. Yeah, but how, dude, to be stationed there, like you got to crawl through some Jeffrey's tubes and you're just locked in this room for like eight hours. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that'd be so weird. I always wonder how easy it was to get into themselves. I mean, they look big enough that maybe a turbo lift would like go up there, but maybe they should transport themselves. Like they should use a transport. Be like, you would save so much time. Like to say transport. Still a better job than holiday cleanup. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> Until you're vaporized. Yeah. Uh, We get a couple new aliens. They talk a little bit about what they are, but um, crap, I forget what species he is. Uh, Benson Kwan or a Lieutenant Kwan? Oh, Lieutenant Kwan? Yeah, they said what species he was or what partial species, but we get some different species at least. Hold on, let me change over my memory alpha from that god-awful last episode. Okay. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and he Maybe. was partial... Was it? Yeah. What? What? Well, The, the guy Maybe. that was... Uh... The guy that committed suicide? Lieutenant Kwan? Yeah. Yeah, he oh. was he was half human, half Napian. Oh, okay. Napian, gotcha. I thought you said Negan, and I was like, that's a different show. That's... Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so apparently we, we kind of figure out that um, when this, so back when this, when the Enterprise was being built at Utopia Planitia, there was a fight and a murder, and then the person who committed the, the crime and then suicide was partially empathic and left like a empathic echo there, and now so anyone empathic gets affected by it, uh, which I'm like, so is that still happening? Do they cleanse it? Is there like a sage thing or is that like, can no one empathic ever work there again? Yeah, I guess. Well, you I would mean, think, well, they found remains in the behind the panel. You would or think when you get rid of the remains well, and stuff, that would, I don't know. Well, no, they found the salt and the, burn the body. No. I've seen supernatural. Right. No. <laughs> no. So, so they only found the remains in the bulkhead in her vision, not in real life. That was in Troy's vision. Oh, right. I keep forgetting oh. that that's. Yeah. And then at the end, he says, oh, we didn't find remains, but we found like cellular residue because the plasma from there probably like melted it all away over time or something. Freaking obliterated it. Yeah. Yeah, Because she's in a vision from the second she steps in there until like right towards the end. She's like having a vision. Yeah. It's it's really weird how they treat those kind of visions in the show, too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really follow the standard like. Oh, you're seeing it from that person's perspective, kind of elevated, kind of. It, there's always like a distinct feeling that you have when you're in that kind of a scene, and this doesn't really follow that because it's yeah. also showing it like Beverly's perspective and different things that are going on. That's it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think because they they want you to think that this is actually happening. Yeah. Like right up until till the end. Yeah. That, like, you know she is because this is kind of your first or maybe second or third hints of like Worf and Troy having a relationship and like what led. Troy and then in turn Quan to committing suicide. Yeah. I, maybe I should put like a trigger warning on this. Don't, don't listen to the, to this episode. If you're don't want to talk about suicide. Um, yeah. I mean, that is kind of it, but it is interesting how all of Troy and Worf's relationship stuff is always in like another universe or a dream or a vision. Or <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, parallels. And then this one, so they haven't actually hooked up yet. 
Yeah. We're like, come on, you guys, please. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, as I mentioned to you earlier, Jeff, the funniest, the weirdest part of this episode is the fact that Troy would engage in that at all, even in a vision thinking that she's like somewhere else or something else. Cause don't get me wrong. I get that they've gotten friendly, especially over her being Alexander's godmother and such. But I'm like, if she's not banging Riker by now, yeah. she ain't touching Worf. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I think everyone is a bit more casual about it. Cause even in the vision, uh, Riker's hitting on someone and Worf is like doing that awkward, like the whole awkward conversation of like, Mr. Worf, it's not like you're trying to ask me to date my sister or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Which, yeah, how would she be having a vision of that? I don't know. That was weird. And I get why Worf would behave weird in her vision, but for her to behave weird in, like, her vision where she thinks she's some... That, that, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, mm. everything we've well, seen about her contradicts the fact that she would do anything like that, so it's out of character. When... Actually, so let's ask David this, because this is David's probably first time that you've seen this, when did you realize that she was, it was a, a, a vision or did you not know until right at the end when she got pulled back or did you not care? I knew something <laughs> was off, but I didn't go straight to vision. I mean, I knew it was going to have to do with her empathy because it always fucking does, but yeah. <laughs> well, and, and she technically has a vision inside of her vision. Yeah. There's a vision in the vision. Oh, yeah. that's right. She has a vision in the vision. She sees the original fight. And then the story with Worf. Yeah. yeah, when she sees the original, I knew it was going to be different. Uh, yeah, that's true. I did pick up on the fact that it likely wasn't true when they started paralleling. Mm. When he, I think it was after they hook up and he's, you see Worf being all friendly with the other person. Yeah, that's what threw me off. Like, I was like, like, nope, 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 nope. Like, Worf's maybe I could friendly. buy, <laughs> I was like, maybe I could buy life, not lifelong friends, obviously, <laughs> but long-term friends with them with that connection, maybe. And it's <laughs> a hard sell. But I was like, I don't see Worf going around being a flirting player, especially being so intensely Klingon as he tries to be. He'd be like throwing them across the room or trying to kill them or something. Yeah. Like he wouldn't just be casually humanly flirting. Yeah, so. that felt. Yeah, you're like that's not Worf at all. Yeah, it's like mm, not so much. Makes sense. Um, so there is one death in this one. Uh, it's and or. Lieutenant Quan who dies at the beginning. Now the other characters do die, but that happens kind of before at Utopia. I, I was not going to count them. I don't know. There's yeah, it happened. Else, it not? happened eight years ago. It's yeah, not. I was just going to go with with Quan because and he, Worf only dies in her head. So yeah, so he's yeah, not she a shoots real death. Him. Yeah. yeah, hell hath no fury. Yeah, and then so okay, so like <laughs> she says that the the as if it would justify it. Right. <laughs> so hundred <laughs> percent. I. I get what they're trying to do. They try to deal with heavy topics, whether it's abortion or gender issues or suicide and depression, but it's like, then just, they kind of wrap it up with this, that kind of full house, like funny quote <laughs> at the end, like, Oh, hell hath no fury, like me shooting you. And you're like, Da-da! like, it's just, <laughs> I was like, uh, I get what you're trying for. And I know it's the nineties and you can't come out and say it. Cause even, I think even the characters have a hard time saying suicide. Like they kind of dance uh, around it too. Yeah, they mention it like once or twice in the meeting. Like, was yeah. it a murder or a suicide? But they, yeah. It was, and then like Data kind of has that that interaction with Jordy of like, I don't understand about why you would want to shut yourself off. And they're kind of like, well, I guess. What's he say? Like he's like, or Data says, I decided to treat my problems like obstacles, and 
Jordy's like, well, I wish, you know, Quan had thought of that. Like, that's not how depression works. Like you don't, (laughs) (laughs) it's because it becomes so overwhelming that you don't see it like that. And you think you can't overcome it. That's what depression is. But I, sorry, that was my Jeff's rant. No, 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 you're right. And and you're not wrong, but I do like that instead of just being like, oh, he must've been depressed or something. They did go around and look at his life. Like here's his logs. Here's the people that were close to him. Cause that's what you really want to do is like, be like, did we see any signs of depression there? Even though depressed people can be the best at hiding it. I mean, people like Robin Williams and so on can, Mm -hmm. they they can can be the people smiling and the happiest, but, um, cause they know how to cover it up. But I did like that. They at least went through those steps of like, let's see if this could have been suicide instead of just being like, no, we saw him jump into it. He must've been depressed. Yeah. Like, well, and I would think that they've seen enough shit where they're like, Hey, maybe someone was influencing him or there's an alien. Cause I mean, God knows there fucking is well, <laughs> always. It's one yeah. of those things I like that they've started doing in comics in the last 10 years or comic based shows where like, say somebody shows up who looks like a dead person and they're like, so what do you think? Alien clone, shapeshifter, cyborg, <laughs> like they've yeah. seen enough stuff where they're like, what do you think this one's going to fall under? Yeah, and that's true. They, they just account for it. Cause yeah, at a certain point, you're not going to be surprised. You're not going to be. <laughs> yeah. You've seen enough stuff. You're just going to be like, ah, this happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I, I do like that. They kind of go through his life to see what it is. They talk to his, his girlfriend and, and all of that. So I get it, you know, and they even talk about how like, oh, maybe, you know, he was very at peace. And they say like, maybe cause that's, he was at peace at the end. Cause that's how he felt. That was his only solution. And I've heard that as, as well. You know, it's like people get that calm because, they think they figure that it out by suicide being the option. Yeah, I've heard that, you know? that usually a lot of the times they're conflicted because they don't want to do that. Once they give up that conflict and decide that that's the way the time between then and when they commit suicide can be the times they're the happiest and most calm. Cause yes, it can. There's no conflict anymore. Like <laughs> I, yeah, yes, it can. And I, I will say from my personally, yes, it can, but I'm still here. Sure. So. And we're happy you're still here, Jeff. No, uh, we would miss you. No, David would be like, God, that I wouldn't have to watch all this bullshit Star Trek. <laughs> I'd have no, because then I'd still time. have to do it in your memory, and then I'd have to. Be yeah, then it'd be the Jeff. <laughs> then it'd be the Jeff <laughs> Memorial <laughs> Nerd Trek podcast. The in memoriam Jeff Nerd Trek podcast. Yep. I would haunt the shit out of you guys. I would be like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> be amazing. Like, why do you do this to us? I know. Um, okay, so let's do our kill count, because that seems wildly appropriate. Absolutely. <laughs> so, TOS has 1650, Borg is at 5,012, and now in TNG we're at 18,097 for a total of 24,759 uh, people, but only one suicide. Uh, no, that's not true. In Homeward, the one where Worf's brother kidnaps those people, that one guy does like a ritual suicide because he was too overwhelmed with knowing that his world was, he was on a ship. But only two suicides. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me think. Uh, there's got to be some suicide, more. I think <laughs> Worf wanted suicide when he was crushed by a can. Yeah, when the barrel fell on him. He didn't do it, but, but he, he thought about it. it. Uh, uh, <laughs> only two right and a half suicides. It. Sorry. <laughs> um... All right, Dave, what's your Dave meter on this one? What are your, your thoughts? I mean, I, this is a heavier one. As far as heavier ones go, I like you said, I can see what they were going for. And it is a it is a tough topic to really cover. Yeah. 
and cover well. So I'm going to be a little more lenient on the Devo meter than I necessarily would. Uh, I'm going to give this a six. Uh, it's okay. it's not bad. It's not necessarily one I'm going to want to go back and watch again. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I... W- sorry, and I, I don't mean to, to interrupt, but I do. Um, w- when we were coming up to this episode, I was like, God, I really don't want to watch this episode again. Because it is, yeah, it's it's like, it's like not your fun go-to you know, happy time Trek episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. No. Yeah. So it's definitely not one that I'm going to, I mean, not that I'm going to have Star Trek on and pick which ones to watch anyways, but yeah, I'm definitely not going to be sitting around and be like, you know what I should watch again? That one where the dude jumps into the plasma beam. Like it's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fair enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. Phil, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I know you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I like this episode. I like that we're getting to see, I mean, obviously other than the guy committing suicide, I like that we're, this takes place in a different area of the ship. Like Mm -hmm. we haven't seen the nacelle controls before. Um, So that part's kind of interesting and just how everything works. And I don't know. Sometimes I think Deanna's, her telepathy is, is a convenience for the show. Mm And sometimes it gets underplayed, sometimes it gets overplayed and amped <laughs> up. Well, yeah. but I don't know. It was it was really interesting the way they handled it here. And it was really fuzzy, like trying to figure out, okay, what's actually happening in reality? What's what's happening in her mind? And trying to figure out where the two were, were going together. It, it was, mm-hmm. makes things interesting for the episode. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Well, kind of like what, what David said was that everyone has their thing. Like whenever it's a Jordy episode is because his visor is malfunctioning or it's affecting something or like if it's a Troy episode, it's like, it's something impacting her because she's partially telepathic or something. I will roll that back slightly. And Jordy has his visor and the fact that he can't talk to women. Like that's pretty much the two things that (laughs) true. Yeah. Not wrong. I don't think he's tried dating anyone in several seasons. (laughs) <laughs> he's just like fuck it, I'm done. He's like that's it. I I he has the holodeck. It's fine. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, we'll always have the holodeck. Hey, you know, if any of us had access to a holodeck, we would be Barkley in an instant. Like that's just <laughs> dude. You would never exactly see my ass that. again. I'm like <laughs> later. You just live there. Yeah. Seal the doors. <laughs> Close it in behind me. Bye. Bye. See you all later. That'd be amazing. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much to say about this one. It's yeah, I think it's a it's a heavy one. Go watch it once just to do it, but I think yeah, it's I don't know. It's not my go-to one. It's not even for season 7. Yeah. So And that's fine. I mean, we're we're allowed to at this point. It's like, okay, yeah, we've we've put up with enough shit throughout the show. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. And well, especially because we're, we're closing in on the end of season seven. I mean, David, you've watched a shit ton of Star Trek, a shit ton of Star Trek, a metric shit ton of Star Trek. Now, you <laughs> bastards have made me watch so much Star Trek, a mega pint of Star Trek, a mega pint of Star Trek. <laughs> I love Thanks, that. Thanks, Johnny Depp. <laughs> a mega pint. Um, I know. I mean, I know we, we're going to do like a full, you know, series kind of review and stuff, but I'm kind of like, are you? I don't have a point to this. I don't know. By what? I don't know what I'm doing. Ask the question. I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I mean, like, do you feel like, I mean, okay. So especially watching this show for almost, you know, seven full seasons, 
I mean, you've seen a lot of the character growth and it's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you like these characters? Uh, now? Is, is this... Okay. So I don't know if I would consider myself quote unquote, a Trekkie, but I, to. I do enjoy Star Trek now. Uh, I've, I've started watching season two of Picard all on my own. No podcasts required. Uh, and I think I might watch Strange New World. So I see the appeal. I definitely do. Okay. I am still definitely firmly a Star Wars in, in the Star Wars versus Star Trek debate. I, I like it better. Okay. Um, but it's not like, and I didn't sit before and be like, how could these losers like Star Trek? But <laughs> like, <laughs> I definitely see it. And if somebody were to ask me to watch something Star Trek, I'd be more excited for a new show or a new movie or something coming out now. Oh, especially Strange um, New Worlds. That's just yeah. Mm. I think you like I, it. I forget which one it was. Was in theaters recently, but I watched walked past a poster. Oh, motion that. picture. And, like, and for a second, I was like, maybe, maybe I'd go see that with Jeff. But you know, was like one two time on one day where I couldn't do it. I'm like, never mind. I'm good. You know, <laughs> this is the 40th anniversary of Wrath of Khan, Wrath and they're going to they're yeah. going to re-release it in theaters. Yes, I know. And you maybe, go. We'll go, maybe we'll go see it so I can uh, take notes again so I can argue better. <laughs> you can miss your science theater, that shit. <laughs> That's great. It will be like a, a headline in, in the newspaper. Nerd fight breaks out in theater. Mechanical like, pencil. Mechanical pencil. <laughs> pencil. The nerd switchblade. Click, click, stab. <laughs> uh, all right. Um I got nothing else on this one. Yeah, let's wrap this one up. Okay, David, do your spiel. Alrighty, yeah, come along with us and find out what's your nerd trick at thenerdtrick.com. Uh, you you can see our smiling faces looking back at yours in the Meet the Nerds section. You can buy our stuff at Bonfire, or we're still at Cafe Press if you're really committed to that site. And whenever you are done... Using your empathy as the only way to drive the plot forward. Give us a five-star rating and review, and we will read it out over the air. Awesome. Yeah. That's it for us, Sam, everyone. A Rolodex of suicide-based ones went through my head, and I'm like, nope, 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 That was a good call, David. Good filter. Good filter. Good job. I support that. All right. That's it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Yeah, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Yeah.